Welcome to the Divine Misfits Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Press, an ex-evangelical, pansexual, deconstructed religious misfit. We will be having real conversations with incredible humans about their religious hurts and how we have healed and continue to heal from our experiences. I am so thankful to be having these conversations with you. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Divine Misfits podcast, you guys. This is the fifth episode, and my gosh, I am so unbelievably overwhelmed by the support that you guys have given me since the start of this thing. It has been so fun and so exciting, and I still cannot wait for you guys to hear the rest of the stories that we have coming. Um, If you couldn't tell by today's title, today's going to be my coming out story, why I came out the way that I did, um, how long I knew that I was pansexual or bisexual, I thought at the time, um, all of it. So let's get into it. Um, If you guys don't know, I came out publicly, like on social media, to my friends, like all of my friends, this past January. So January of 2021, it was like mid-January. And honestly, the reason that I came out was because I was starting the Divine Misfits. I didn't feel totally comfortable starting something that was supposed to be a safe space for healing and processing our hurt if I was still hiding myself from those that told me that I was wrong without knowing that they were talking to me over the years, you know, the people from church. And I wanted this to be a safe space and I needed to create that space for myself first. So I publicly came out. Um, (laughs) I guess let's go back to the beginning, to when I kind of knew, which was very young. I was probably seven or eight when I really started to realize like, oh, I think that I like girls in the same way that I like boys. And at the time, I didn't really think much of it. You know, you're a kid. I knew that it wasn't normal because all of the parents would always ask like, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, do you have a girlfriend to the boys? You know, they never asked anything else. So, you know, even from a very early age, whether you're involved in religion or not, who you're supposed to like because unfortunately parents sexualize children even though now conservative parents are saying that a cereal box is sexualizing children you know when I would watch movies with my guy friends at like five and six years old and there would be couples kissing and we would see that so young and then there would be comments of oh are you two dating and you know you're six years old you're seven years old no, you're not really dating, but sure, because you're being told that that's what you do and you're seeing that as examples in media and in your lives. So I just kind of knew from an early age, like, okay, I like girls this way, but I don't think that that's right because no one's asking me about it. Um, Whenever I was (laughs) in fifth grade, I kissed this girl from my Catholic school right before I quit going to that Catholic school. And it was in that moment that I like really confirmed to myself, yeah, mm -hmm, this is for real. 
I definitely do like girls. I also like boys, but like, I also like girls. So I was 10, 11 at this point, realizing this, <laughs> like having that confirmed to me that I wasn't wrong all those years ago or whenever I was in elementary school. Um, I didn't act on it or tell anyone until I was 15. So five years later, I ended up telling my closest friend at the time and still to this day, my longest friend. We've been friends since we were four years old <laughs> and we were both now in our mid-20s. So... I told her because she was a safe space to me. She was comfortable because she was agnostic. She didn't really give a shit who thought who thought what about her. You know, she just she lived her life and she was kind to people, but she also stood her ground and she was a safe person to me. And after that, I did not tell anyone else for another 9 years. I got so deeply invested in the church and thought that that was where my community was supposed to come from for so long that I didn't know how to be myself because I was afraid that I would lose all of the community that I had if I was both in high school and in college I mean especially in college you know I I dated a conservative guy in high school that him and his family whose dad was a pastor of a very conservative church spoke about the LGBTQ community horribly. And I just sat there and took it. And I even questioned myself so much at that time. Am I right in that I'm bisexual? Again, like what I thought at the time. Am I right that I'm bisexual? Because I'm being told that it's sinful and wrong. And my, my thoughts started to morph. And what was already a very confusing topic for me just got even harder to navigate because I was being told from these supposedly wonderful Christians that know everything and have this like great seminary education that I am inherently sinful and wrong for being not 100% straight and that I was going to go to hell. They would often talk about what happens to gay people whenever they die. They would constantly say that we would go to hell, which now I know is not true. And in my opinion, hell doesn't exist, but that's a podcast for another time. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was just inundated with this idea that I was wrong, that who I was was wrong. And then I end up going to college, becoming best friends with someone who was very anti-LGBTQ friendly. (laughs) She supported or believed in the power of conversion therapy at the time. She, we would often get in arguments about this. And I remember one time, maybe in like 2015, we sat in a Starbucks parking lot for about three hours debating if being gay was a sin or not. And I... (laughs) tried the best that I could to explain why it wasn't, you know. Um, I basically tried to convince her without just straight up telling her that I was bisexual. And it was a very painful conversation. And honestly, we have, we've talked about it now. We don't know why we stayed friends or how we stayed friends, Now she is incredibly accepting, incredibly affirming. She has learned and grown so much in that area. 
over the last five years of our friendship to the point where she was actually the person that I came out to first whenever I decided to start telling people that I was pansexual. So back in June of 2020, we went on a little trip together, hadn't seen each other in a while, and I kind of tested the waters asking how she felt about certain things within Christianity, and I found out that she was supporting of the LGBTQ community, and I got to come out, and it was a very sweet moment for me to be able to find that safe spot with this person that... I loved so dearly, but that, you know, three, four years before this, five years before this, we were arguing in a parking lot over if my life was worthy or valuable, you know, and she had no idea. And I think that that's part of the reason why I have forgiveness, like choose to extend forgiveness to so many people is because most of the time it's just because people have been taught that and they genuinely do not know or have a reason to extend their mind past that perspective you know they hear this from growing up in the church from their parents from the pastors from their friends from other leaders why on earth would they look up any other thing like any other rebuttal unless they don't feel like that's right which most people especially in smaller places like in more conservative areas in the country don't really care enough to look into that. So I have a lot of forgiveness and grace and understanding in that because I know that it's not always intentional. And I am so beyond appreciative that she listened to me, (laughs) even though I was quite upset and very passionate about the topic. She still listened to me and she heard these things and it ended up shaping new beliefs that she has that are supportive and accepting and welcome in unconditional love instead of this conditional love that the church actually gives us you know they preach unconditional love for everyone but then they teach that it comes with conditions you know terms and conditions do apply with the love that the church tells you that we receive from god or jesus or even them and I just don't want anything to do with that now. And I am very thankful that the people in my life that are still in my life after I left the church, I'm very, very grateful that they support and love me as I am unconditionally. And I them. This has been like the biggest (laughs) learning experience since coming out about just like how much how wonderful the people are around me. And then others that just, you know, they were there for a season, a time in my life and not anymore, you know, respectfully, just I don't want to be friends with people who don't accept me as I am. And, you know, I know that there are people that listen to this, that went to the church that I did, that are still kind of figuring out what they believe. You know, you really don't have to understand to just love and accept us. We're not harming anyone. We're not harming you. We're not harming Jesus. We're just trying to live our lives, you know? Um, that was a little side note, but yeah, so I come out to my best friend last year in 2020, and then I came out to my mom, um, who was very accepting. I knew that she would be. She's always been very 
understanding and accepting even if she didn't quite get it. And even whenever I was younger, she would make comments that didn't make me feel so safe talking to her about it. But now she's like very aware of allyship and how to love me the best way that I need to be loved and just accepting me. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. And I also know that she is mom to all. (laughs) Anyone that needs a mother's love, like my mom supports you and loves you from afar. I can go ahead and tell you that right now, just as you are, because you're perfect as you are. Um, So I told my mom at this point, I was already out to everyone that I was working with. Basically, whenever I started my job in July, I just decided to start a new job as my complete self, which was a game changer. Let me tell you, I felt so much more free. I could openly talk about things without worrying if I would drop something, if I would, you know, say something that I didn't want someone else to hear. I worked with people who were Christian, agnostic, atheist, all over the board, and it was just very nice to be able to have these open conversations with people and be myself and feel their love and support and no judgment. It was just acceptance and like freedom and fun. And that was what led me to deciding to come out publicly. I knew that I wanted to start Divine Misfits. I wanted it to be a safe space. I had to create a safe space for myself. And I was at work one day talking to one of my friends And I was like, man, should I do this? Should I post it? How should I do it? I was super nervous. I just didn't know if it was right or not. I didn't know if I should be speaking out like this. I got imposter syndrome and I thought, okay, am I queer enough to talk about me being pansexual? Am I pansexual enough? I haven't dated a woman. I haven't dated a non-binary person. Am I worthy enough to talk about this like and then I just had to stop myself and I was like yes first off yes and I was expressing this to my friend and he looked at me and he very lovingly but truthfully said Logan no one is going to validate you in the way that you need them to except for you and that kind of has been what I have continuously reminded myself of during all of this. I ended up posting that night. I texted my friends that I wanted to know before they saw it on social media that I was pansexual and that I would be coming out. They were supportive for the most part, still working on it with a few people, but that thing, what he told me, I have to validate myself. No one is going to validate me in the way that I need to be validated besides myself. That has changed the freaking game for me. I decided right then and there that it was time to post it. I was ready. I was at peace with where I was at. I was proud of myself for where I was at. I was ready to just put it out into the world because the people that were closest to me already knew. The people whose opinions I actually cared about already knew. And they had already supported me and given me safety. And so I knew that it was time to tell the people that harmed me from church and to talk to the, just to share it with the people that would see it honestly having no idea. You know, I know that a lot of people were surprised about it. And I know that a lot of people were probably upset with it or they pray for me. They pray that I'll come back to Jesus. And 
I'm really okay. You know, getting that out and just experiencing the love and support from those that I didn't even know would love and support me was just empowering. It was incredible to experience that kind of support and love. And my prayer, my wish, my hope is that every single person that hasn't been able to come out yet, even if it's just from one person, me, if you want to come out, you can come out to me. I'm a safe place to come out. But I hope that you get to experience the love and the support that you deserve because you absolutely deserve it because you are perfect as you are. You are so whole and wonderful as you are. You do not need to change. You do not need to hide yourself or cover up. You can just be yourself. And my prayer is that you just get to experience love when you come out. Even if you only come out to a couple of people, I just pray that you have someone that makes you feel as loved as you deserve to feel. And now, flash forward from January until to June, I'm out. I'm happy. I'm at peace with who I am for the first time in a very long time, if ever, honestly, like completely at peace with who my soul is. I believe that who I am is good. Who I am is divine. Regardless of if my beliefs are right or wrong, I want to live a life that is bold and full of abundance and full of love and power and kindness and compassion. And I now get to live as myself without having to filter who I am to please some religious person that just can't get who I am. It's not my problem if someone else cannot understand the goodness and the beauty that my sexuality is in this world for myself. If they can't understand, that's not my problem. The church has done and can do a lot of harm in LGBTQ plus people's lives. Just this last weekend, my previous pastor, the lead pastor of 18 campuses in the state of Arkansas, made an incredibly harmful post on Facebook, on his personal Facebook, where it got over 700 likes and support, over 100 comments and support. And it was incredibly transphobic and also just very difficult to see. He used a verse that was incredibly damaging could be damaging and honestly hurt me way more than I was expecting it to. I heard that he eventually took it down after he blocked me. (laughs) Um, But I don't, I don't quite think that the church understands, that pastors understand the rhetoric that is used, even if you don't agree with my lifestyle. The rhetoric that is used is harmful. The rhetoric that is used within church walls and outside of church walls and on Facebook posts and Instagram posts by Christians that are supposed to love Jesus and act like Jesus are often the words that kids see, that people see before they harm themselves or sometimes before they die by suicide. So I need the church to understand 
if you are listening to this and you are involved in a church and you are not fighting for your lead pastors or other pastors or other leaders to understand and accept that the words that you use are harming us. It's not Satan. It's not the devil. It's not manipulation. It is people from within the Christian walls, these church walls, that do the harm. It is toxic theology and harmful theology that has been taken out of context and mistranslated over the centuries that does the harm. It is not Satan controlling us. It is Christians. Please, if you get one thing from this and you are a Christian and you don't know where you stand, please understand that the words that you use have weight they carry weight and people see them and they hear them whether you know that they are a part of the lgbtq community or not you don't know what someone's story or life is so please be careful with your words if you are a part of the lgbtq community and you feel if you've been taught that you were sinful or wrong please know that that is a lie you are divine and whole and holy just as you are simply because you are alive because you exist because you were created to coexist with other humans you are perfect as you are i am so so thankful that you guys have trusted me with your stories with this space i have to give thanks to those over the past decade of my time in churches that have been spaces of safety for me. Whether you knew it or not, even if it was just having the conversation about our beliefs and not me coming out, but just knowing that you affirmed me, you saw me, you held me, and you didn't even know. And I just have to say thank you. I wish... My hope, my prayer, my wish is that I can be just as safe of a space to you guys and to others. Thank you. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for trusting me. With this podcast and like way before, (laughs) thank you for trusting me. I just want to remind you before we part that you are divine. You were never supposed to fit in. And that is why we are the divine misfits. You guys are fucking incredible. You rock. And I cannot wait to see the beautiful stories that come out of this, just from you guys raising your voices and speaking up, sharing your truth and becoming and embracing your authentic selves because you are supported, even if it is from a person miles away from you in Los Angeles that is just screaming and cheering you on because I am. (laughs) I am here for you. I am screaming for you. I am so excited for the beauty that is going to come out of your lives. And I am just beyond grateful to be a part of it. So until next time, you beautiful people, I will see, well, hear you guys, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much again for being a part of the Divine Misfits podcast. Follow us on Instagram at The Divine Misfits for updates on the podcast and to keep in touch. If you're interested in sharing your story with us, check out the link in our bio. Can't wait to hear from you.